for joining this week's podcast with the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams. The Archbishop has prophetically declared this upcoming year, 2024, as the year of the open door. So be edified with the knowledge and prayer strategy to your open door for success in finances, relationship and ministry with this message. Join us today and be part of the 100 Days of Global Prayer Challenge. Register now at ndwministries.org. Know today that this is your season of open doors. Be inspired as you listen. Come with me to the book of Psalm 24 and the ninth verse. Psalm 24 and the ninth verse. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Gates, gates. Gates are lifting up their heads. Gates have been commanded by the Lord strong and mighty in battle to lift up their heads. Go ahead. Lift up your heads, O ye gates. Even lift them up, ye everlasting doors. There are also doors. Doors and gates do the same thing. There's a little slight difference between doors and gates, but they all give you access and they, they, they give you an opening to enter and to access a geographical location, a realm, because there are gates or doors to different things in life, like cities have gates and uh, families or houses have gates and doors and kingdoms have gates and doors and nations have gates and doors. And we have what we call the eye gate, the ear gate, the mouth gate, and the gate or the door to the heart. So there are different doors and gates in life. And I want to proclaim by the prophetic word that this is that year and moment of all of our lives that gates and doors, ancient gates, ancient doors that were shut at you are being opened on their own accord. And it's not that they will be open. It's been open. But you need to enforce it. Say, I enforce. I enforce it. Because it's not, even though it's done in order to experience the manifestation of what has been done, you need to enforce it. The Bible said, by his stripes we were healed. And if we were, then we are. But a lot of believers are sick. He became poor that we might become rich. But a lot of believers are broke. Just because it's done does not mean you can walk into it because there is an adversary who will put up a fight and will raise a contention and an objection that you don't deserve it but we came to declare to every adversary that through the blood of Jesus we deserve it that we are qualified for every open door because of the blood say because of the blood because of the blood because of the blood of Jesus, I am qualified. And if you are, then put your hands together and shout yes. So go ahead. Even Let's look at them up, ye everlasting doors. Uh -huh. And the king of glory will come in. The king of glory. The king of glory. He's the king. The Lord strong, mighty in battle. He's the king of glory. So there are ancient gates or everlasting doors that have been shut because no one qualified to enter and so they were shut but I came to announce that any door and any gate that was shut before today 
it's open in the name of Jesus on their own accord because the Lord of glory, the King of glory, the Lord strong and mighty in battle has gone ahead of you and I to command those gates to open and they cannot resist his voice. They can't resist his command. Did you hear what I said? I said they cannot resist the command of the Lord and the King of glory. If you believe it, say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Come with me to Isaiah 45. I have a lot of scriptures. Come to Isaiah 45 and verse 1. Thus says the Lord to his anointed. Uh-huh. <clears throat> to Cyrus, whose right hand I have held. You need to put your name there to Nicholas Duncan Williams. That the Lord has held my right hand. And he will subdue nations before me. Are you hearing me? And lose the loins of kings. Go ahead, look at it. To subdue nations before him and lose the armor of kings. Uh -huh. And open before him the two doors, the double doors. He said double doors. That two doors here. Double doors, double breakthroughs. Now, I was telling them in the first service that I was talking to somebody the other day and he said that he had few companies and he needed some help from the bank. So he went to two banks and to one bank he gave them documents of one company and then gave another to another company to the other bank, hoping that at least one will go through. If one is denied, at least one must go through. He so gave, believe God, for a breakthrough. Then a time came, the first bank called him and said, uh, your request has been approved. Uh, come and sign some documents so we can transfer the money to your account. Then a day or two after, the other bank also called him and said that uh, your request has been approved. So come and sign for the money. That was double door. That was a double breakthrough. That was a double opening. One gate was open to the right, another gate open to the left. At the same time, in matters of hours and days, all the doors were open. I came to announce to somebody, if you are willing to have faith to proclaim and enforce, that every door that was shut before today is open unto you. Because you have come into the season of open doors. Say seasons of open doors. Say, I will not miscarry. Say, I will not self-destruct. Say, I will not self-sabotage. My open door. Say, I will not be sick. I will not die prematurely. I will not be incapacitated. But I will walk into my open door. Say, I will access every open door with a sound mind, with power, and with love in my heart, I will enter every open door. If you believe it, put your hands together and declare it. Hallelujah. Now come with me to Acts 16 and 26. Suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were opened and everyone's chains were loose. So he's talking about all the doors, not some of the doors or gates. He said all gates shut, 
all doors shut are not about to be opened but are open and God said I will shake foundations of prisons I will shake the foundations of strongholds I will shake the very foundations holding that door holding those gates that the doors and the gates can no more stand and resist you they have to be broken in pieces those gates those doors they have to fall for you to enter are you hearing me somebody and he's not talking about one or two gates or doors he said and all the what talk to me and all the what and all the what so I want you to stop thinking and imagining doors that needs to be open unto you I'm imagining some big things because cities have gates or doors nations have gates kingdoms have gates and God said you have come into a season of an open door where every door that was shut every gate that was shut you will no more stand behind a door you will no more knock at a door you will no more ask for help but doors and gates will open unto you on their own accord because you see God said whatever is the foundation holding that door holding that gate to resist you I will remove the foundation I will remove whatever the door and the gate is standing on and the gate cannot stand on their own the door cannot stand they will fall and they will open so you can enter are you hearing me, somebody and this this opening is not just about you he said and every one door was open and every one chains or shackle was broken so this is going to have a very interesting effect it's going to have chain effects that is not just going to be about you but everybody around you everyone that concerns you your household and family members this opening that is coming will touch everybody will affect everybody whether you like it or not are you hearing me it's going to have a chain effect somebody put your hands together and say i enforce 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 it amen come with me to colossians 4 3 colossians 4 3. meanwhile praying also for us mm -hmm. that god will open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of christ for which i am also in chains so even when it comes to preaching of the word we need a door of access a door of utterance because the enemy can shut the door at you so you may even have the word but it's not coming forth the other day paul said i would have come unto you when it comes to thessalonica and he said i would have come unto you at thessalonica once and again but satan blocked me satan hindered me may i announce to you that this open door no devil can block it no devil can block you no man can block you no woman can block you say yes no blessing blocker is stopping this door god himself has opened the door and all you have to do is to walk through it is to access it say yes put your hands together and enforce it hallelujah come with me come with me to psalm 78 verse 23 
Yet he had commanded the clouds above and opened the doors of heaven. So he talks about heaven has doors. Heaven has 12 gates, as you and I know. 12 gates in heaven. And unless these gates or doors are open, you can't access it. But today, I'm drawing your attention to the fact that you and I have come into a season in a time in our lives where God himself has, by his own divine providence, has opened doors and gates to give us access to the heavens, to nations, to cities, to kings, to princes, to princesses, gates of cities have been opened unto you. I was telling them at the first service that sometimes when I travel, uh, I just join the line to go through immigration and customs. And I'll be standing there minding my own business. Then I'll see a group of people come with my name on a plaque. Then they'll walk up to me and say, are you Archbishop Duncan? And I say, yes, please come with us. And they pull me out of the line and they take me through everybody. And everybody will be looking at me. And sometimes I feel very embarrassed because I don't like people looking at me some way. Who is he? Who does he think he is? But I realize that favor and blessing is not fair. Are you hearing me? And so sometimes as they are taking me through and people are looking at me and talking to each other, I will whisper and I say, Lord, it's your fault. Deal with this jealousy and envy because you gave me the favor. I didn't ask for it. You, you, you favored me. And you see what the favor is doing. It's attracting jealousy and envy. So deal with it. But I just enjoy the, I enjoy the work and I enjoy the favor. And it happens to me different, different times in different places. God just favors me. Sometimes I'm standing in the line to, to board the plane and people will just can't say, you are of that, please come with me. And they take me through. And I just walk through and I sit down, minding my own business. When God or his season for you to be favored comes, there is nothing. And the reason why I'm telling you is because you are the only one who has the power to sabotage yourself. But I declare you will not self-sabotage this time. And you will not self-destruct in the name of Jesus. And you will not be ignorant of your season because if you are ignorant, you can misbehave. If you are ignorant, you can miss it. Some of you, the devil didn't want you to be alive today. He planned to take you a long time ago because he didn't want you to experience this season of an open door in your life. He wanted you to miss it, but it's too late. You didn't hear me, I said it's too late, it's too late. The fact that you are alive and you are still here is an indication that you have entered that door already. You have accessed your open door. If you believe it, put your hands together and force it and say yes. Hallelujah. Go ahead, go ahead. Give me a higher praise. High energy praise. Come with me to Deuteronomy 28. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 12. Deuteronomy 28 and verse 12. The Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain to your land in its season and to bless all the work of your hand. You shall lend to many nations, but you shall not borrow. So, 
God has a treasure house. And this treasure house has gates or doors. You can't access the treasure house unless the gates and the doors that leads to the treasure house is open. And I came to announce, I didn't come to talk to everybody. I just came to talk to somebody that has enough spiritual sense and faith to believe that you don't have to wait for January 2024 to walk into your blessing, that you can access your blessing right now. Are you hearing me? You know, the other day, Jesus met a lady, a woman from Canaan that came to Jesus and she was in need of a miracle, a dying need, and said, Lord, I need a miracle for my child. And Jesus said, woman, you have to wait for me to go to the cross, die, share my blood, and rise from the dead before you can access what you want. I can't give it to you. Right now, at this particular moment and season of my mandate and call and assignment, I have come to seek and to save the Lordship of the house of Israel. So you cannot, cannot access this. The woman said, Sir, I understand, but even dogs eat the crumbs that fall out of the master's table. Jesus said, Girl, you just access something that would have come to you after death and resurrection and the shedding of my blood. You've gone ahead of time. So even though you can't have it now, under the present circumstances, by the act of your faith, you have access it. Can I announce to somebody, you don't have to wait for January 2024. You can access it right now. If you believe it, put your hands together and give me some high energy praise. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Okay, come to Mark chapter 7 verse 34. Mark 7 34 Then looking up to heaven he sighed and said to him Ephatha that is be opened Be what? Be what? I don't know what door has been shut before you but by divine authority I make a divine announcement let every closed door be open. Somebody say, be open. Let financial doors be open. Let the doors of supernatural provision be open. Let the doors of favor be open. Let the doors of long life be open. The doors of recovery of health be open. Doors of new beginnings be open. Now I want you, I don't know what kind of a door you are believing God for, but I need you to open your mouth and say unto those doors in the name of Jesus, be open. Put your hands together, command. Command open doors. Command open doors. Speak and open door. Favor, protection, peace, joy. Let it be open. Let it be open. Let it be open. Corinthians. Second Corinthians. 
Hallelujah. Sit down for two minutes. Give me 2 Corinthians 2.12. 2 Corinthians 2.12. Welcome to the year of the open door. Furthermore, when I came to Troas to preach Christ's gospel, and a door was opened to me by the Lord. A door was opened to me by who? The Lord. May I announce to somebody that the Lord has opened a door for you. Now, I don't know what it means or entails, but I am speaking prophetically by the word of the Lord that the Lord has opened a door for somebody here. Somebody is hearing me in America, in Europe, in Asia, in Africa, wherever you are, in the Middle East. I announce to you that the Lord has opened a door for you. He's the Lord, strong and mighty in battle. No dog can resist his command. No gate can resist his command. There is a door open for you. As you leave these grounds today, you will experience an open door. For the Lord has opened a door for you. If you believe it, enforce it by putting your hands together and open your mouth and enforce it. Hallelujah. Come with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians chapter 16 and verse 9. 1 Corinthians. Yeah. For a great and effective door. A what? A great and effective door. A what? A great and effective door. I can't hear you. I, I can't hear you. You know. If you want me to preach to you, then you better give me some high energy response because this is your cold response. I don't like it. Are you hearing me? A what? Great. A what? Door is what? Has opened to me. Uh huh. And there are many adversaries. Today, we intercept adversaries. We block adversaries in the name of Jesus. Say yes. We block every adversaries, home and abroad. You see, the enemy have seen your open door. I'm telling you, don't be ignorant. We are familiar spirits, monitoring demons that they monitor. I was dealing with a lady that said to me, Papa, anytime a blessing comes her way, for whatever reason, she never gets the 100% reward. Something always happens. And it's like the cake or the blessing is divided. Something goes somewhere else. And I said, it is a contention and it is a demonic objection. That someone always will monitor. And when your blessing is coming, they will raise an objection. And a contention, a technicality and a legality to say that you don't deserve the whole blessing. You don't deserve the full package. I was dealing with a situation recently with, a, with a, a, a young man and a lady that came to see me. They've been dating for some time now. They love each other. But the guy can't make up his mind. And I said, uh, you are double-minded. You are having, you know, doubts about the relationship. He said, yes. But I said, you love her. And she said, yes, I know I love her. 
but I can't make up my mind yet. And they've been in relation for a long time. And I have to find a way to address something because I didn't want to say what I was seeing uh, with the lady there. So I had to find a way to address it. And I said, you can't hold her in suspense for too long. You, you have to act, you have to do something. But most times what the enemy does is, uh, when he sees that a man or a woman is very serious about a relationship, he will introduce somebody else, a third party, uh, behind the scenes or in the shadows to come and be an interference. So that for whatever reason, even though you love the person, you are sure about it, you are always struggling to have this mind, doubt, and you become double-minded. The Bible said, anyone that is double-minded must not expect anything from the Lord. Now, I'm telling you, these are things I've seen happen to people, believers, over the years. And I'm not going to apologize for it because it's not what I read or what I was told. These are things I've experienced that happens to believers. And I came to announce that any interference and any objection and contention over your blessing and your cake, anything programmed to divide your blessing, to divide your cake, so that you don't get the full blessing today in the name of Jesus is intercepted. Come on somebody, put your hands and say, I intercept it. I intercept every interference with my breakthrough and blessing. No more will my blessing be divided. No more will the blessing of this house be divided. No more will anyone raise a contention or an objection over my blessing. Objection over rule. Hear me. Hear me. When, when you go to court, when you go to court, and somebody raises an objection about the argument of your lawyer, your lawyer raises an argument and says, uh, my Lord, based on uh, article so-so-and-so and so of section so-so-and-so, I hereby demand that the case or the charges against my client should be dismissed with immediate effect. And then the prosecutor will stand and say, my Lord, objection. The judge has two choices, objection sustained or objection overruled. When he say objection overruled, that means the demand and the petition of your lawyer is granted and the charges against you are acquitted and dropped or dismissed. I declare in the name of Jesus that every objection against you is hereby dismissed. Every objection against you is overruled. Somebody say overruled, 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 overruled. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Say objection, objection, objection. Overruled. Say any objection that has been raised against me in any court of jurisdiction, in the courts of heaven, and in any satanic courts of jurisdiction to delay my breakthrough, to delay my blessing, say in the name of Jesus, by divine authority, I declare on the account of the blood of Jesus, objection overruled. Objection overruled. Objection overruled. Objection overruled in the name of Jesus. Now, hear me. 
Say this. Say case. Dismiss. Dismiss. Say every case. Every charge. Every accusation held against me in any court of jurisdiction in the name of Jesus. Say I declare. Case dismissed. Case dismissed. Case dismissed. Free at last. Free at last. Put your hands together. Case dismissed. Case dismissed. Free at last. Free at last. Free at last. Case dismissed. Free at last. In the name of Jesus. Say yes. I was dealing with a situation of a man of God. He had an inheritance of one plot. Just when he was ready to build, had money to build on the one plot, somebody from nowhere raised a dispute over the land. There was a contention. And they had to go to court. And the, devil, the person's intention was to divide the one plot, to build on half of the one plot so he can also have the one plot. And I said, this is not right. Somebody say, in right, in right. Somebody say, in right. Anyone that has raised an objection over your plot, over your inheritance, that is contending with you over your inheritance and your possession, or the inheritance of your children, or their possession, today, we declare objection over rules. Objection over rules. Case dismissed. Case dismissed. Put your hands and declare objection over rule. Case dismissed. Case dismissed. In the name of Jesus. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Say no more. No more. Objection to my justice. No more objection to what belongs to me. Say no more contention over my inheritance. Say no more disputes over my land, over my inheritance, over my possession. No more dispute. If you believe it, put your hands down, declare it. That is your scripture. Give it to me. Give me back the scripture. The Lord has taken away the judgment. Every judgment, every legality and technicality, every charge and accusation, every objection against us is dismissed. Every enemy, domestic and external, is cast out. You will see no evil anymore. You will see no evil anymore. If you believe it, put your hands together, open your mouth and declare it. In the name of Jesus, the judgment is taken away. The enemy is cast out. Thou shalt see no evil anymore. Come on, somebody. Open your mouth. No more dispute. No more contention. No more evil. Open your mouth and say it. Declare it. In the name of Jesus, say yes, say yes, say yes. Put your hands together and give me a shout. Hallelujah. Please be seated. Give me some 107 verse 15 and 16. 
All that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness. Uh huh. And for his wonderful works to the children of men. Uh huh. For he has broken the gates of bronze. Yes, sir. And cut the bars of iron in two. You see, the gates of brass. The gates of brass. There are gates of brass. Yeah, there are bars of iron that the enemy has put in place in families, in the life of individuals. Ancient gates of brass. Ancient bars of iron that nobody in your family has ever cut through and broken through before. But that says the Lord, you have been chosen to be the first in your family, in your generation and bloodline that will break through that gate of brass and will cut through that bars of iron. If you believe it, put your hands there and declare it. Amen. Come with me to 2 Chronicles 29 and 3. Now I want you to hear me. For those of you who sit down and you are listening, you don't respond, you don't clap, you don't say anything. Listen, you are, you are fooling yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You are fooling yourself. If you think those of us clapping and speaking, we, we, there's something wrong with that. You are joking. You are joking. And, and I see a lot of people sit in church. And blessing pass them by. Angels come with parcels and pass them by. Because they are there. All they are doing is weighing the preacher. Looking at the preacher. Trying to figure out where one is coming from. And they don't pay attention to what the Lord is saying through the preacher. And they miss it like that. I've seen people year after year after year. Come to church and go home the same. And miss it. And I've seen people come to church. Ordinary people. And they have faith and they have audacity and they walk home with a blessing are you hearing me say yes say yes say yes hear me for me eh? for me when it comes to god i'm a fool i'm telling you when it comes to the things of god i'm a fool but when it comes to the things of this world I'm very wise. Are you hearing me? Because I came from the ghettos. So I'm a ghetto guy. So if you try to play me, I, I will catch you. Say yes. I, I was dealing with a guy that brought, a, a, a lady that brought a, a guy to see me that they were in love. And I said, okay, let me interview this guy. When I started talking to the guy, the guy was so smooth like anointing oil. Yeah, 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 I couldn't touch the guy. Cry. Every answer, every question I answer, it was smooth like anointing oil. And I told the girl, I said, the guy, he's too smooth for me. Yeah. And the reason why I believe he was too smooth was because me, I'm from the ghettos. And I know how ghetto people play it. And I know she was playing this girl. But, you know, when women are in love, it's very, very difficult to convince them. So I didn't say anything. Few months after she came and said, Papa, Papa, the guy is married. Though. He has a wife in London. And he was playing that he, he didn't have a wife. He had a wife in London. And the girl got to know through a friend of hers. That old, he, 
she said, Chalita is my guy. And he said, that guy, he's married though. And when she investigated, it was true. Was married. I had another situation where the guy was so much in love with this woman. And after 31st night, something just came up. And then an investigation was made. And found out that the guy was married and he was with his wife at that time. So this lady called. And when she called, the wife took it up. And it was clear that she was playing the guy. I declare no one will play you in the name of Jesus. Nobody will deceive you in the name of Jesus. No one will set you up in the name of Jesus. You will escape every setup and trap in the name of Jesus. You will escape every ambushment in the name of Jesus. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. I want to proclaim prophetically that you have entered a season in your life where it will be effortless and it will be sweat free this open door you won't sweat about it I'm going to show you something I'm going to show you something that will blow your mind and like I said, I am not teaching. I'm not preaching. I'm making prophetic declarations. And for those of you who have the humility, listen, listen to what I'm saying. For those of you who have the humility, the humility, not arrogance, not spiritual arrogance, but the humility to hear and to receive what you are hearing and act upon it before the end of this year. I said before the end of this year, you will see such restoration and such, such recovery of your stolen goods. God will gather to you your blessing that was scattered. It will blow your mind, I'm telling you. Yesterday, I met two people, very, very powerful people. And the first guy said, Papa, you don't know me. I'm one of your children. I was raised in the children's Sunday school. And he said, my mother was a friend to your mother and started telling me things. And he said, I just want you to know who I am and that I'm back. I said, praise God. Then the lady said, Papa, it's not him alone. Me too, I am your daughter. I said, tell me how you became my daughter. And she started giving me history. He said, I was raised in action. This and that and that. She started calling names I know. And she said, I married. And when I married, my husband took me to his church. But I'm available. Anything you want from me, I can do it. And Bishop Johnny apparently knew them. I didn't know Bishop Johnny. So they were talking, they were laughing. And I said, the Lord promised me the other day that he will regather all my children. And, and hear me, they are coming from everywhere. They are returning in the name of Jesus. May I announce to you that every blessing of yours that was started, God is gathering it. 
is coming back to you. If you believe it, say yes. If you believe it, put your hands down and enforce it right now. Enforce it. Enforce it. Amen. Now, sit down. Sit down for a minute. Give me Acts chapter 12 and verse 10. I, I, I want you to have this scripture so after lunch you can really meditate on this scriptures. Give me Acts 10 and 12. When they were past the first and second ward, uh -huh. they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto They came the to what? The iron gate. A wooden gate? No, sir. A wooden door? No, sir. But what? The iron gate. An iron gate. This was a stubborn gate. This was a strong one. Bishop James, this wasn't an ordinary gate, though. It was an iron gate. And it was going to take soldiers, a thousand soldiers. They can't, they can't break this gate. And God said, I've seen your sufferings. I've seen your sacrifices. I've seen what you've been through. And God said, I will make it up to you. And this time around, you will not sweat. It will be effortless. Sweatless victories. Sweatless breakthroughs and blessings. God said, I will so do it that your enemies will stand in awe. And you see, when they got to the iron gate, Peter didn't have to do anything. The angel, even the angel didn't have to do Bishop James. The angel didn't act. The angel didn't do anything. Bishop Nyaku, this one was not angelic intervention. When they got to the iron gate, the church had already prayed without ceasing. So the church, the prayers of the church secured the open door so the angel wasn't needed. Peter wasn't needed. The church had already taken care of it. Can I announce to you that this open door, eh, you have already prayed on it. You have already fasted. It's already done. It's not that it's going to be done. It's already done. All you have to do is to enforce. Somebody say enforce, enforce, enforce. In the name of Jesus, put your hands together and say, I enforce, I enforce, I enforce, I enforce. I enforce. Now, listen. Shh. Sit down for two minutes. Effortless. Listen to what the Bible says. Uh -huh. came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city. You see, cities has gates. A gate of a city can resist you. I'm telling you. Nations have gates. Churches have gates. Kingdoms have gates. Political parties are political kingdoms. They have gates. And unless God opens those gates, they can oppose you no matter what you have to offer. You can be sabotaged. But God said, God said, the fastings and the prayers of yesterday has already secured you an open gate, an open door, that even though an angel is with you, you don't need the effort of the angel because the church had already secured this breakthrough. Look at it. We came to the iron gate which leads to the city which opened to them of his own accord. Did you get it? Of his own accord. 
this open door, this open gate, will be on its own accord. Are you hearing me, somebody? It will be effortless. less. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Effortless doors and openings and gates. Watch this. It's an iron gate. And God said, it can be brass, it can be wood, it can be steel, it can be iron, it doesn't matter. The prayers of the church has already secured the door. From today, you will no more knock. You won't strive. You won't contend for any open door. Because God has gone ahead of you. Listen to what he said in Isaiah 45 verse 2. Look at Isaiah 45 verse 2. Give me Isaiah 45 verse 2. I will go before, I will go thee. before thee and make the crooked places straight. You see, that is God's me. He said, I'm going before you. I will make the crooked places straight. Anything crooked in your life is becoming straight in the name of Jesus. Say yes. Crooked relationship. Crooked businesses. Crooked finances. Crooked family. Crooked children. Crooked grandchildren. Crooked marriages, crooked relationships are being made straight right now. They are being made straight right now. If you believe it, put your hands back and force. And force. And force. And force. And force. In the name of Jesus, we enforce it. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Two minutes. Now listen. I will break in pieces the gates of brass. You see, he said, I'm going ahead of you. I will make anything crooked in your life straight. Then he said, I won't stop there. But I will break in pieces the gates of brass. Any gate shut, gates of brass, resisting and opposed. God said, I will break it in pieces. And when you get there, you don't have to fight. You don't have to sweat. You don't have to speak in tongues. You don't have to make any confession. When you get there, you just walk. Hear me? All you got to do is what? All you got to do is to walk. Some of you, you know what your problem is? You don't even know how to walk. Get up and walk. Just walk. Just walk. Get up. Just walk. Just walk. Walk. As you walk, you are entering your breakthrough. As you walk, you are entering your breakthrough. Enter, enter, enter. Enter your breakthrough. Enter your breakthrough. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. Sit down for two minutes. Sit down for two minutes. And I will cut in sand the bars of iron. He said, I will I will cut in sand. He said, I will Cut in sand the God said, every iron, every stubborn situation, Every hard and difficult situation, every cold situation, he said, I will cut through. I'll cut it. Because I'll cut, cut, cut. Say, Lord, say, Lord, cut, 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 cut. Say, Lord, cut, Lord. 
give me Revelation. Revelation 3, 7 and 8. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia write, uh -huh. These uh -huh. things saith he that is holy, uh -huh. he that is true, uh -huh. he that hath the key of David, uh -huh. he that openeth and no man shutteth, uh -huh. and shutteth and no man openeth. Uh -huh. I know thy works. Behold, I have set before thee an open door, and no man can shut it. For thou hast a little strength, and hast kept my word, and thou hast denied, hath not denied my Listen, God said, this open door, when the Bible said, I'll prepare a table before you in the presence of your enemies, this open door, eh, men and women, including your haters and your enemies, whoever they are, they will see it, they will hear it, but they can't close it. They can't sabotage it. They can't stop it. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. You see, you can go to a man and sabotage me if you know them and they listen to you. And so, you know, that Archbishop Duncan, I don't mind him. And I've seen people undermine me and sabotage me over the years, and it really doesn't bother me. Because I'll tell you why it doesn't bother me. I have come to one understanding that God is my source. That, you see, listen, that understanding freed me up long time ago. So when people stop blessing me, it doesn't bother me. Because I know my source. And I just say, okay, Lord, okay, Lord, whether I offended them or they were misled or they were poisoned or deceived, whatever it is that has made them to stop blessing me, thou art my source. Thou art my glory and the lifter of my head. And I say, Lord, I'm still leaning on your everlasting arm. I still believe in you Lord and I say Lord you are my source they were vessels they were instruments so if they move on next and I'm telling you God has never failed me he has never failed me and I've seen people who thought without them I can't function and they were offended and they moved on and when they moved on God bless me more than ever. Are you hearing me? And sometimes I say, Lord, why are you blessing me heavy like this? And he will say, because I want them to know that I am your source. As long as you depend on me as your source, you will never lack nor want. The Bible said, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not want. They will know Sometimes I've seen 
people would even like me. Eh? Moving with some people who bless me. And somebody will whisper to me, Papa, they'll they undermine you. And I said, it's not my loss. It will be their loss. Because God said he will bless them that blesses me. And curse he that curses me. So if they stop blessing me, it's their loss. So if they believe a lie, it's their business. But hear me. I've come to this realization. You can undermine me to any president, minister and people, businessmen and women in the church. You can lie about me. You can set me. It doesn't matter. But for the Lord, you can't sabotage me there. You can't lie about me to the Lord. Because he knows my end from my beginning. So when you go and lie about me, he will say, case dismissed, get out of here. The Lord will say, hey, I know my servant Nicholas. What is your problem? Get out. Are you hearing me? You will be dismissed and cast out. The enemy among us is war. Cast out. You will be cast out. So, with that understanding, a lot of things don't bother me. I'm telling you. First, before I got that revelation, I used to be bothered and troubled. And when I got that revelation, I realized that God can use a donkey. He can use an angel. He can use human being. He can use anything as he pleases. So I've come to the realization, if you bless me today and you stop blessing me tomorrow, it's because God has decided to use somebody else. Yeah. Amen. So if you are nice to me, good. If you are not nice to me, good. Why? You are not my source. You are not my God. You are not my salvation. You are not the rock of my salvation. Say, I hear you. When you have that understanding, then you stop worrying about a lot of things. I'm telling you. I was telling someone, when we came here 30 years ago, from ShopRite to Sakumono Junction, there was nothing. Everything there was empty. Today on the shop, God said to me, he said, son, if you stop worrying, because we lost over a thousand people to other churches in town. And the Lord said, if you stop worrying about what you've lost and concentrate on what I've given you, I will move the city to you. Now watch this. Today, everything you can think of that used to be in town is on the Sprinkler's Road. And watch this. Today, there's over 400 churches, charismatic churches on the Sprinkler's Road. East Legon, there's over 200 churches there. But we are still running our services. We are still full. We are still here. Are you hearing me? Because my eyes are on Jesus. God is my source. God has given me my portion in the land of the living. And the others who are God's children, they also have their portion. Why worry about somebody's portion? The Lord is my portion in the land of the living. Say yes. Hallelujah. Revelation 3, 7 and 8. We just read it. He said, I open the door before you. And no man. Say no man. It means that the man and the woman who would bear 
to shut that door is not yet born. And the woman that will carry that pregnancy is not yet born. Are you hearing me? You can't stop it. It's done. It's not negotiable. It's irrevocable. You can hate me. You can be envious. You can be jealous. But this door, I'm walking through it. I'm going through this door. My seed will go through the open door. You can't stop it. Because you are dealing with the Lord, the King of glory. The Lord strong and mighty in battle. His name is Yahweh, the God of the armies of Israel. The loose our hatan, the lay to katindi kasan, falaya katum wasanda. Hey, hey, kina lumba sa, ikandu wasa, ikatandu la hayama, awalaka sundi kabasaya. Be silence, talunda la hasaya, tolaya katan. Gather yourself and your loins, and you shall be broken in pieces. Take your counsel, it shall come to naught. Speak your word, it shall not stand, for God is with us. If you believe it, put your hands together, shout yes. Sit down for two minutes. Acts chapter 9, verse 24. But their plot became known to Saul. Mm -hmm. They were also watching the gates day and night so that they might put him to death. You see, the gates, these were monitoring spirits, familiar spirits. I was somewhere the other day and I was entering into a lift or what you call an elevator. Then it just dawned on me that somebody will stop the elevator and enter between the third and the second floor to attack me. I was alone and I just ignored it. I just ignored it and I just had it in my mind that if anybody tries, <laughs> we'll fight. Yeah, 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 I just said, you are not going to scare me. I don't care what they come with. It's a gun and a knife, I'll confront them. So I was in the lift. At the third level, it was like a strong wind entered the lift. It was somebody entered the lift. And the lift began to shake. And I said, peace in the name of Jesus, be still. And there was a calm. And then it just dawned on me. I said, oh, okay. It wasn't flesh and blood. But it was a person without body that had located my movement. And I said, I intercept monitoring spirit. I block any evil eye. Monitoring my movement and said, Familiar spirits be a curse in the name of Jesus. Hear me, lift up your right hand. Say, Any monitoring gadgets, any familiar spirits, monitoring my gates, monitoring my open doors to sabotage me in the name of Jesus. I intercept your weapons, your monitoring weapons. I terminate you in the name of Jesus. Say, I blind every evil eye. Say, I override you. Say, I ground you. I deny you access right now as I put my hands together. In the name of Jesus. Kela Mosa. Kela Mosa. Itale Katunda Kasa. Ele Katulazi Balaza. E Katunda Kasiyama. 
I had a prayer summit in Chicago, in Chicago. And I was flying from Chicago to Gatwick Airport. As I got in, I was so tired, so I started to sleep. As soon as I began to sleep, an entity, a person, but it was a spirit entity, came to where I was in the plane to try and strangle me in the spring. I saw it. And I reacted. And I said, in the name of Jesus, whose I am and whom I serve, I override you in the name of Jesus. And suddenly it disappeared. It disappeared. You know what that was? That was a spirit of vengeance. It was a spirit of vengeance. Because we had just had a successful prayer summit in Chicago. And the enemy realized that we had broken through something. So there was a reaction. Lift up your right hand. Say in the name of Jesus, I intercept the spirit of vengeance will not access me or anyone that concerns me in the air, on land, on water, in my sleep. In the name of Jesus, say I will not be engaged nor access by the spirit of vengeance, say I intercept and abide every spirit of vengeance in the name of Jesus. Be a curse and bound in the name of Jesus as I put my hands together and open my mouth. The name of Jesus. Push it, push it, push it, push it. I intercept spirit of vengeance, retaliations. I intercept in the name of Jesus. Every spirit of vengeance in the name of Jesus. I intercept demonic timber. I intercept demonic reinforcement in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. You know, Bishop, the other day, I was dealing with a situation. You see, it's dangerous eh, to do what we do without the Holy Spirit. If you're a Christian eh, and you don't have the Holy Spirit, eh, you are a chichinga for the enemy. He will chichinga you, I'm telling you. And the Holy Spirit said to me, you are dealing with a visitation from the past. Something from the past is trying to access you. So me too, I didn't understand it. But I have faith. So I said in the name of Jesus, I intercept and I terminate any visitation from the past. Anything and anyone from my past that is trying to access me and to engage my mind and my emotions, I intercept and I terminate. Let such a one be a case. As soon as I said that, there was a reaction. Physically. I won't tell you what the reaction was. But there was a reaction. And it confirmed what the Spirit said to me. That this is a visitation of something from the past trying to come on me. Lift up your right hand. Say anything from my past. 
that is trying to revisit me, that is trying to come upon me, or to attack me in any shape or form, my health, my finances, my emotions, my body, my marriage, my children, my loved ones, my future, my open door, say in the name of Jesus, I intercept any visitation from the past and I terminate it now in the name of Jesus. Put your hands together and declare it. Any visitation from the past, any visitor from my past, be intercepted, be terminated, be bound in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, be terminated, intercepted, bound in the name of Jesus. Sit down for a minute. Hallelujah. Sit down for a minute. Give me Genesis 22 and 14. Genesis 22 and 14. Revelation. Revelation 22 and 14. Blessed are those who wash their robes mm -hmm. so that they may have the right to the tree of life mm -hmm. and may enter by the gates into the city. They enter by the gates. There are gates of cities. And some of you, there are certain cities and kingdoms you must access. There are some nations you must access, but you've been resisted. You've been blocked by ancient gates and ancient doors. But I announce to you by divine authority that the gates and the doors that resisted you before today cannot resist you anymore from today. In the name of Jesus, when you live here today, you are walking through those doors. You are accessing the ancient gates and the doors and they can't resist you anymore. You are going to become irresistible, unstoppable. Say unstoppable and irresistible. Say I declare after today, I am unstoppable. I am irresistible. I cannot be stopped. I cannot be resisted by ancient gates, by the everlasting doors. In the name of Jesus, put your hands together, declare it. Name of Jesus. Name of Jesus. Hallelujah. All right. Give me Isaiah chapter 60, verse 11. Isaiah chapter 60, verse 11. Your gates will be open continually. Your gates what? Will be open continually. Come on, your gates will be what? Hear me, this open door and this open gate is not like one touch. Bishop, this one is not those kind where you get it and then tomorrow you are struggling again. This one has chain effects. It's going to touch everything. Are you hearing me, somebody? Hear me, you are not going back to where you used to be before. I'm telling you, anyone who wishes you hurt, anyone who have devised your hurt, your demise, or that of your children or your loved ones, 
or your grandchildren, they will not go unpunished. I declare before the Lord and hell, they are not going unpunished. The sword of the vengeance of the Lord shall go after them. You have a continuous open door. In the name of Jesus, say yes. Say yes. Say yes. He said, your gates shall what? Open what? Every now and then. Maybe some weeks or months. Come on, by water. What is continuously? Come on, talk to me. Ongoing, ongoing. Say yes. And then go ahead. Go ahead. They will not be closed day or night. He said, Bishop, they will not be closed day and night means that. Finish. Go ahead, finish. So that men may bring to you the wealth of the nations. Uh huh. With their kings led in possession. So, so God said, men, women, kings, princes, princesses, like the queen of Sheba that brought gold from the land of Sheba, Ethiopia, to Solomon. God said, eh, this gate and door I'm opening will not be shut by day nor by night. I will keep it open by day keep it open by night because the blessings coming some will come by day some will come by night even when you are asleep the blessing is coming when you are awake the blessing is coming it's coming from everywhere so God said I will see to it that your gate remains open continuously so by day you are not missing any blessing by night I'm not missing any blessing so if the blessing comes by day, I take possession. If it comes at night, I take possession. Whatever time it comes, I take possession. Say yes. Say yes. Say yes. If you believe it, put your hands together. Scream yes. Sit down for a minute. Sit down for a minute. I'll be true with you. Genesis 28 and verse 7, 17, 28 verse 17. He was afraid and said, how mm -hmm. awesome is this place? Yes, sir. This is none other than the house of God. Mm -hmm. And this is the gate of heaven. This is the gate of heaven. There are gates that gives us access to heaven. Now, Jacob came to a place called Bethel. His grandfather Abraham had been there before and raise an altar and place the name of the Lord there. And many generations after, his grandson came by Bethel. And the grandson slept, put his head on a rock or a stone and had a dream. And in the dream, he realized that God was in the place. And he said, God was here and I knew it not. And he said, this place is a gate to heaven. I've accessed the heavens. I've seen angels descend and ascend. There's an opening here. There is something wonderful about this. You know why? Because his grandfather had been there before. Ladies and gentlemen, may I submit to you, please serve God, not for yourself, but for your children and for your grandchildren. Do something for God in the house of God so that generations after you are gone, 
your grandchildren, your great-grandchildren, whenever they are in trouble and they have need of God, they can run to this house and to this altar and call upon God and find deliverance and safety. Because you serve God. Don't serve God for yourself. Serve God for the benefit of generations yet unborn. And that was what Abraham did. And Jacob said, this place is a gate to heaven. There are gates, the eye gate, the heart gate or door, the ear gate, the mouth gate. There are different kinds of gates. Today, may every gate that must be open unto you, as you live here today, let those gates be open. Say, be open. Say, gates. Of long life, of favor, of strategic breakthroughs, of permanent victories. Be open. Be open. It's a divine announcement. Let the wind hear us. Let the north wind, the south wind, the west wind, the east wind, let them hear and comply according to the word of the Lord that the four wings of the earth will comply and secure open doors for us everywhere we and our household let there be an opening put your hands together and give him praise we know you are blessed by that word of God and look forward to you joining the messages of the Archbishop Nicholas Duncan Williams again for more information on our events, books, and messages, please visit NDW Ministries online at www.ndwministries.org or call our offices on plus one eight seven seven three six one five one one one. Once again, thank you for joining the Archbishop today. And may you continue to experience the life-transforming power of God's blessings.